1: This is a Dude Studios production, and hey, I'm the Dude. Country Wine and Spirits is the number one online source for wine and spirits, offering over 3,000 products. You won't find a better selection of spirits and wines anywhere else. You can order everything from the most popular brands to some brands out there that you may not know of, but you should definitely try. They also have gift boxes for those special occasions that are coming up. To check out Country Wine and Spirits and go find that perfect spirit for yourself, go to cwspirits.com. And when you check out, use coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 and get 5% off your entire order. That's cwspirits.com, coupon code HEYBARTENDER5 for 5% off. Hey,
0: this is Lonnie, a.k.a. Basic Bartender from Orlando, Florida, and you are listening to Hey Bartender Podcast.
1: Hey bartender, have hey me a drink. The a a reason that I'm here is I need time to think. All the ways of the world, all the of the world have really got me. Thank you so much God. for taking uh, taking a little bit of time to be on the show. I've I've been sorry I've been trying to get you on the show for a while.
0: No, that's me. My schedule's so freaking crazy. I'm so sorry it's
1: taken so long. No, it's cool. Lonnie, welcome to Hey Bartender Podcast. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Where are you from?
0: Um, I'm in Orlando, Florida. Orlando. So, right in the heart of it. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: nice. If, uh, I'm going to be there in a couple months because my sister is insisting that she takes the whole family to Walt Disney World. Uh, oh,
0: that's awesome. I bartend at Disney.
1: No kidding. Oh, cool. Yes, I do. That's so cool. I've <laughs> wanted to talk to people like uh, that work, uh, work Disney for a long time. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's something that I'm definitely going to talk to you about today. How's, today.
0: Awesome. Yep.
1: How's the weather out in Orlando right now?
0: Um, it's awesome. It's beautiful. It's been, you know, weather's warm, it's sunshining, no rain. So it's exactly what you want right now. So humidity <laughs> is down to a reasonable level. Oh no, 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 no. Never that. No, it's <laughs> always, that's always really high. don't ever, you know, girls don't wear their hair down this time of year in Florida. It's uh. a mess.
1: <laughs> well that's good to know. So before we get things started, uh, like I told you before we started recording, I like my customer customers, I like my guests uh, to present us a drink specials. So what do you have for us today?
0: Yeah, for sure. So my go-to drink is honestly a jalapeno margarita and you're going to use a nice Blanco tequila. Honestly, one of my new favorites is going to be Chescazul. Um, you're going to use fresh jalapenos fresh pineapples um instead of using a sour you want to use a little bit of uh, the pineapple juice there add just a splash of soda water and it's nice it's spicy super easy to drink and delicious so,
1: so you, you actually gotta go with that so you actually chop up the jalapenos and put them in the drink oh yeah with it? Uh, mm-hmm.
0: and you have to put the seeds too that's where the heat's at
1: of course yeah <laughs> what kind of flavor do you get from that
0: so it, it's like a sweet and hot so it's um I would like to say, like, it's more on the, the spicier side than, like, a traditional heat, so it's not like that gross fake hot, like, so instead of using, like, a syrup to make it hot, you know, the actual heat from the jalapenos is perfect, but it needs to be fresh jalapenos, don't use the pick of ones, those are disgusting.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> think you would, yeah, I agree with you.
0: <laughs> You'd be surprised, I've been to some bars and I ordered it and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> wait a second, what is, what is this?
1: Well, I've been but, to... No, it's I've bartended before where a customer actually asked me, not not for a jalapenos and a margarita, but for uh, his mar- martini. He wanted a specific olive. Uh, you know, he didn't want the the cheap ones that we the get
0: traditional. In, yeah,
1: getting the really big <laughs> jars. He wanted a specific right. with real. Uh, what's the red thing in the middle?
0: Uh, oh, it's a. Pimento. Yeah. I don't know what it's P- called. Yeah, yeah, pimento. Something, something like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he wanted oh. the real thing, and he insisted on it. And so, uh, just because he was a nice guy, I I ran to the grocery store and got what he wanted. But
0: oh, a lot nicer than I was.
1: Well, it <laughs> it was a special occasion. He was drinking a martini for, and uh, and he was a long time oh. customer. I don't think he expected me to run out of the bar either to go get that for him. But
0: <laughs> that was nice. That's nice. You know, and you know, first there's always. Uh, for instance, you know, like, you know, in a one, once in a lifetime, or if they're doing something special, it's like, okay, I don't, I'll do something special, but this is a one time for instance only. So <laughs> don't expect this situation.
1: Well, he, he asked that we keep that, uh, that little jar that I bought nearby just so uh, he can oh. have his martinis when he wanted it. And I can't remember how many other times he ordered martinis. Usually it was just, uh, you know, a glass of wine or something like that, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and martinis are so very special too people that enjoy and drink martinis, so it's, I mean, you just got to really, really love either Jen or vodka if you're a martini drinker. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, uh, if any of you out there try out the jalapeno margarita, please let me know what you thought of it. You can email me, dude, at heybartenderpodcast.com, or you can uh, message Lonnie, and we'll give you her information at the end of the show. Gladly. So, uh, Lonnie, uh, basic bartender herself from TikTok, thank you so much for uh, joining me on Hey Bartender Podcast.
0: It's um, my pleasure.
1: So, let's talk. Uh, let's start at the beginning. When did you start in the service industry? Or how long were you so, in the service industry?
0: Yep, I've been bartender now for 15 years.
1: Wow. Um,
0: I started at a little hole-in-the-wall um, karaoke bar that was literally just like your mixers, Jack and Coke, uh, you know, um, CC and seven. And back then I was just a server, our bartender up and quit one night. And they're like, well, who's going to make these drinks? And they're like, you're going to do it. I'm like, oh, okay, well I'll try. And, uh, it just kind of took off from there. And the world of bartending and serving really is once you're in that field, it's kind of hard to like pull yourself out of it. You either fall in love with it and make it a lifetime career or, you do it occasionally just so you can get that jolt of excitement back. And, um, I've been doing it for a while now.
1: So, uh, your first uh, run in the service industry was at a karaoke bar. What was that like?
0: That was, (laughs) it was very interesting. Um, to say the least, they all thought they were professional singers. Um, I kept it, uh, very entertaining and it was five nights a week karaoke. It wasn't like a once a week thing. It was five nights a week. And, uh, they were, they were very, very into it.
1: So, yeah. you
0: know, and at least we were able to drink with them. So that made it a lot more uh, bearable for sure.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. This was uh, back when I used to bartend one of the, uh, the second bar that I ever bartended at, it had karaoke two nights a week. And you know, these people, since it was pre American Idol when I was working there, I mean, they come in there and they just belt out their songs and sometimes you want to hide under the bar, wait till, you know, in fetal position, wait till it's over. Some of them weren't too bad.
0: <laughs> some of them weren't bad, right? Yeah. yeah, you could, some of them I could, I could listen all the way through.
1: <laughs> now, did you ever get uh, caught behind the microphone?
0: No, no. Oh, really? No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to stay behind the bar. That's, that's, <laughs> uh, no, that is not my forte. That was not my calling in life uh, by any means. No, I'm very much tone
1: deaf. Uh, that kind of gave me my personality when I was bartending because I, you know, introverted nature and then I started singing and then they started calling me the singing bartender. And so the guests would actually expect that of me on karaoke nights. And I was was like, I'm a little busy. Can't really sing tonight. Oh, come on. And, but you know, if it got me more tips and got me more regular customers, why not? You know? Uh,
0: Why not? Exactly.
1: (laughs) So how long did you work there?
0: So I worked there for about three or four years. Um, and then after I left there, I went back into the corporate world, worked for a couple desk jobs, ended up paid in it. Um, then went to work at, it was a um, small town here um, in Florida, Plant City. And it was a five-star restaurant. And it was called the Red Rose Dining Room. And everything was themed like Gone with the Wind. So I started bartending again there, and absolutely loved it. It was beautiful. There was women walking around in ball gowns; like it was just very high end. Very loved it. Um, then I had children, decided, you know what? Oh, I need to go back into corporate, get that insurance, do that. You know, don't be out all night and all that stuff. And then my kids got older, went back into the service industry, then started bartending at Disney, um, and had been bartending there for like the last six years now.
1: Oh, now absolutely love it. Yeah, you don't really think about Disney and alcoholic drinks all that often. At least I don't. I mean, I, I've uh, they do have that Adults Island, right? Uh, I can't remember what's called.
0: They did. They don't have it any longer. So, Pleasure Island, Pleasure was Island, yeah, huge. It was huge. It was a uh, first of its kind, and uh, unfortunately, they did do away with it. And now it's just called Downtown Disney or Disney Springs or something. They do have bars there, but it's not like the club that it used to be.
1: Yeah. So uh, the bar that you were, uh, that you were play, uh, you said gone with the wind themed. Now it Mm -hmm. was it just the decor or, uh, did they actually make everything they make you dress like Scarlett O'Hara or
0: yep. No. When I like, I'll have to find pictures of it, but yeah, I was in like a full ball gown. Like it was very unnecessary, uh, costume to be in. Um, but the guys were all in tuxedos. Like it was, uh, yeah they were they were very very much into it um the food was that way the menus were that way the music that they played everything was all around gone with the wind I, um for some people loved it so
1: now i've bartended in, in a tuxedo before you know uh not full-time just uh uh you know on halloween that one time new year's eve another time uh i must have lost about five or ten pounds in sweat wearing a tuxedo
0: <laughs> i believe that i believe that that's <laughs> I believe that for sure, yeah. It's not uh, the most comfortable thing. Um, yeah, no. It's much different now than you know, just wearing a polo and a pair of shorts that I'm able to do now. <laughs> Which is a lot better.
1: So you've bounced back and forth from the corporate world uh, into back into the restaurant industry. Now, mo- mm-hmm. you already said it. You needed medical insurance and you needed uh, stuff like that. Now, nowadays, what do you do since you're back behind the bar? Because there's uh even me when I was bartending I was being encouraged by my parents get a job with insurance they luckily right. my parents weren't one of those people that said get a real job they just said get yes. a once <laughs> once they saw how much I was coming home with tips and every night
0: exactly
1: but they would uh, say get a job with insurance for Christ's sake because and I'm mm-hmm. I was 26 at the time and still thinking I'm bulletproof and all that and oh no I'm fine I'll never right. get sick. So, Oh, was that the main idea, uh, that your, your kids were born and and you actually needed the medical insurance,
0: right? It was medical insurance and the hours, you know, most bartenders, it's late nights. Um, a lot of the bars that I worked at, you know, they didn't even close till 2am. So, um, just at the time it, it wasn't a good fit for what I was doing. And, you know, with the, the kids were so little now they're all older. Um, But even at Disney, the latest bar that we had that stays open is only midnight. But um, the bars that I work at, um, the latest that it opened is nine because it's at Hollywood Studios. So night times don't even matter anymore. But that was a big thing. Um, But thankfully, now a lot of the bars offer those benefits. You can get full benefits being a bartender now. It's not like it used to be where a lot of the times you worked under the table or anything like that. Now it's your, you get actual paychecks, you get insurance, you get, you know, the whole
1: the whole bang so yeah uh, especially with disney i've talked to a number of people uh lately but one of the things that's kept this podcast going is i've I've run into people in on the east coast that basically work for tips only they don't have insurance they don't have an hourly was that the case with you in florida or
0: so before yes um that's how it always has been unless you work for a like a franchise style bar, like say if you worked somewhere like Applebee's or Chili's or something like that, um, then you were set up because it didn't matter which position you were, you still got a pay paycheck. Um, But for like the karaoke bar and things like that, it's strictly, hey, whatever you make is what you make. Uh, We're not paying you to be here. You work off your tips. But uh, Disney's a whole different monster.
1: um, So a lot
0: of the places are that way now. So you'll get your hourly, plus you'll get your tips.
1: Yeah. Uh when I uh when I bartended in Oregon it was an hourly plus tips. But it was minimum wage hourly. Um, right. And some, some places were nice enough since the bartender had management uh duties because the managers usually had exactly. their one foot out the door as I was walking in. So they gave <laughs> you an extra buck or two.
0: <clears throat> yep. Uh Disney's really great about it. That's one thing I can say. Um is with their tip cast members, they're they're paid typically double what a normal bartender makes here. Like um, at a local restaurant to where I live, you probably make in $4 an hour. At Disney, you typically make like eight fifty an hour, um, plus your tips. Mm. So they definitely do take care of you in that aspect, at least.
1: Yeah, uh, people have been really talking about, I've never worked behind the bar for corporate. Now, Disney, when I think corporate, is a completely different monster. When I think corporate restaurants, I'm thinking uh, Applebee's, Chili's, like you were saying. Yeah, right. um yeah. and I've had peop guests on my show who talked about the, the like the tip out policies and stuff like that. And there's actually a chance where you could accidentally go home in the negative. And uh Absolutely. And that's disgusting, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah. has that sort of thing happened to you or uh, you is it all cool?
0: So it all depends on so I know a lot of people don't really think of the bars when they think of Walt Disney World, but think every single restaurant that you sit down at, you can order a drink at. So somewhere in that restaurant, there's a bartender. Now, whether that's a service bartender or an actual, you know, a bar up front and a lounge where you can order from there, there's somewhere typically always needed to be tipped out somewhere. Now, if you are a service bartender and you're stuck in the kitchen and you're making the drinks for a restaurant that can seat 500 people, you're solely dependent on then the servers to tip you out every night. Mm. Um, Disney does not enforce anyone to tip you out. So there has been nights when I've been in a certain bar and the servers are like, oh, here's $2, even though you made me 300 drinks. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right. Um, So it all just really depends where you're at, um, how long you've been there and what your rapport is with the servers. But um, yeah, absolutely. You can still, unfortunately in this world, be you know leave without making anything, um, and then just solely depend on whatever your hourly is.
1: Yeah, the corporate restaurants—it just—it seems disgusting. But I'm glad to hear that Disney treats you really well. But uh, from all the stuff that I've ever heard, Disney actually treats their employees really well. Um, at least in most cases that I've uh, heard. Some people, of course, there's going to be a person that complains about something somewhere, right? Um, you know, yeah. I I actually do. For a long time, I actually did worry about the cast members that have to wear the like the Chewbacca uh, suit. Right.
0: Or, oh, God, love them. It's uh, so hot. I yeah, felt so bad for them.
1: <laughs> in, like middle July, beginning of August, and they're and they're wandering around giving kids hugs and stuff like that. Or yeah. But a buddy of mine told me that most of the costumes, like Winnie the Pooh or Tigger, have an air conditioner in it. And I was like, oh well, oh. can't be that bad then.
0: Yeah, not honestly. I I didn't even know. That's the first time I've ever heard about that. Uh, (laughs) I didn't know that was a thing.
1: (laughs) You you work at Hollywood Studios, so I'm going to geek out on you for a few seconds. So you're near Galaxy's Edge.
0: I was the opening team for Galaxy's Edge, Ogus Cantina. I was one of the 12 bartenders selected to open the bar. Oh, wow. So I was with the opening team. Um, We did the flavor lab. We got to you know, help with all the drinks that came out. Um, yeah, so that was absolutely amazing. And as a star Wars fan, as I am, even my daughter's named Ray, uh, oh, cool. it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. It was so great. The first time I got to walk into Oga's Cantina, first time I got to walk backstage in the Batuu, I literally started crying. Um, it is absolutely beautiful. It's so well immersed with the theming that you really do feel that you're off. You're off at another planet. Um, but it's absolutely amazing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Oh, I can't wait to uh, be near the, uh, the Falcon. I mean, I've been ever since I heard Disney it's was beautiful. building that. I've, I've I just... mean, it's a
0: hunk of junk, but it's beautiful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Everybody always says that. What a piece of junk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but up, up close, like it's ginormous. It's yeah. literally life-size replica. It's amazing. It's oh,
1: amazing. I can't wait. <laughs> uh, was, I, my sister's already arranged it, but, Well, my sister already talked about she went to Ogo's Cantina last time uh, her family went to visit Disney World. And I asked my niece, did you drink the blue milk? And she says, yes, and it was really good. And I said, what did it taste like? And she couldn't give me a real description. She's, um, uh, kind of fruit taste, milk, maybe.
0: It's it's very um, individual to everybody's taste. So I I can honestly say that I'll set the same glass of milk in front of two different people, and they're like, I don't taste anything what they're tasting. So um, it's a little bit of a Jedi mind trick as you're drinking it, because if I tell you it tastes like one thing, then you're going to taste that. Uh. But if I tell you something completely different, you'll be like, wait a second. Wait, maybe that's what it is. But you have to have the fuzzy ton-ton. That is an adult beverage that actually makes your mouth go numb as you drink it. Really? So. It'll literally make your mouth go numb.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, when I so, go, to, next time I go to Disney World, <laughs> I'm going to do that. So.
0: You have, you have to do it. Um, it is a staple for Oga's Tantina. You have to get the fuzzy tauntaun. It uh, definitely makes you feel a little fuzzy on the inside.
1: <laughs> for, sure. for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to geek out about the Galaxy's Edge just for a few seconds, just because I can. Um.
0: Go ahead. I love it. <laughs>
1: Um, do you, you work at Hollywood studios and are you near galaxy's edge or do you work I'm, off?
0: Yes. Nope. I still work at Hollywood studios. I'm, um, over by the Indiana Jones bar now. Um, hmm. just cause after COVID came back, it was different schedule, different hours. Um, I just opted to go a different direction. Um, and working at Oga's Cantina, you're not just a bartender. It's actually an entertainment role. So you had to stay in character, you're acting, you're theming the whole time, um, there's a lot of action that goes on inside the cantina, so um, it, it's it's, very, it's so much fun. It's very, very immersive, um, but yes, I, I could honestly talk about it all day long. I, I, I enjoyed my time there for sure.
1: Now, this is a different thing for bartenders because uh, uh, it sounds like when you're working at Disney, from what you told me uh, being in the cantina, that you had to be in character. Did you, uh, did you have to take a class or learn how they, uh, Disney wants you to act behind the bar? or the story, your your own backstory.
0: Yes. For Obisantina, absolutely. Yes. Um, and it wasn't just a position that they gave to anybody. 15,000 people went for that role and only 15 bartenders were selected. 15,000 people applied. (laughs) So, um, the interview was very, very in depth. Um, they asked a whole lot of questions. You really had to know your stuff. Um, and then, as you went on, um, once you were selected, you got to learn your backstory. Um, you really have to stay in character. So, if somebody will ask you, say, just very simple. So, hey, did you catch that football game? And you stay in character, like, I have no idea what that is. What are you talking about? Is that something that you do on your planet? We don't do that here in Batu. Oh,
1: wow! Um,
0: and and you can't slip. Like you you can never slip. You can never talk about current events. So it, it's kind of nice because. Really, everything that's going on here, you can just literally leave at the door as you walk in because it's, it's non-existent. Um, so it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, I wish everybody could experience it, for sure, especially the Star Wars fans.
1: Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, um, during, during the pandemic, though, now, the theme park did shut down for quite some time. Uh, were you mm-hmm. working there when that happened?
0: So when the pandemic, when COVID originally hit, um all the bars were the last, the bars were the last things to reopen. Um, and when they reopened, uh, you weren't able to sit at the bar. And the biggest thing with Ogus Cantina is your interaction back and forth with the uh, bartenders, but they're called chemists. Um, <laughs> so it's the interaction, it's the story that you have there with the chemist. Now, the servers are, are great as well, um, but the, the parks were shut down for a, a record amount of time. Disney has never, ever shut down for more than two days in the last 25, 35 years they've been open. So to be shut down for several months, um, it was really, it was shocking to see that. Um, I came back after I came back around August. We closed down in March. I came back in August. Mm. Um, and that's when I decided to take a different role just because the hours, they completely, everything was changed. Everything was changed throughout the whole park. Um, so I just opted to go a different route, um, at that time. But, up until I think a month ago, we still had to wear masks, um, even inside, outside. All all cast members had to wear masks, even if, you, and then you had to be vaccinated to be able to work there. If you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to work there. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of things were implemented um, due to the pandemic, for sure.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I my mind is still on the whole uh, you have to stay in character thing because I've mm-hmm. heard that Disney uh, cast members they once they're in character, they have to stay in character. Nothing, no, no how they have to stay there. The Disney princesses or percent. Princess oh, and, you know, th- and they can get in trouble if they accidentally drop character, I guess. A
0: hundred percent. And they're shoppers too. So we call them shoppers and, and sometimes as other bartenders or people in the service world know what a shopper is. It's someone that's sent from corporate to kind of analyze you as you're doing your job, but in regular yeah. street clothes, right? Yeah. So they do that. For the entertainment world as well, so you know they would honestly try to catch us in a slip. They would just keep keep digging at you, just waiting for you to say something that shouldn't be said, something that is out of
1: character. That's kind of um, unfair.
0: Yeah, but it's it's you know it's more that uh, we used to just shrug it off. We're like, okay, but there was a lot of people like YouTubers and things like that when uh, August Cantina originally opened. Huge YouTubers and. You know, TikTok wasn't as big then. TikTok really blew up during the pandemic, but these YouTubers and big social media influencers were all in your face with the cameras. And they're like, oh, so where are you really from? Tell us your story. We want to feature you on our YouTube. And we're like, I don't know what that is. Please get your data pad out of my face. Like, I I feel really uncomfortable. What information are you taking with me with this scanner? Um, but, uh, you threaten to call a, the first
1: order in?
0: <laughs> oh, you know, those guys. Yeah. We don't talk about those. Guys. those <laughs> so we don't talk about those guys. Um, but now they have the resort just opened. The, the star Wars resort just opened. And that is, I think Batuu is very immersive. The, the Star Cruiser. I mean, you're on there for three days, and it's like you're actually in space. No one can break character, so you're seeing the same cast members all the time. They can, they have to like remember your name, and it's everything. It's very interesting. If you haven't looked up about the Star Cruiser, you should definitely look it up. It's it's insane, insane.
1: Oh, I've seen uh, clips from on people on TikTok showing what goes on there. You know, they're standing in this room, and all of a sudden, lightsaber fight between Ray and uh kylo ren mm-hmm. breaks out up kylo in the balcony out. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah and it's expensive too like those people are putting money at it it's a three-day all immersive um star cruiser and it's up to fifty thousand dollars per cabin oh wow that's like
1: well you got to be a star wars fan i guess to really appreciate it <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got to be something for sure i said whoa all right
1: yeah, uh, uh, I found out the hardcore thing about the your the cast members having never to break character, because uh, my niece, when she was maybe three, four years old, uh, she wore a uh, Snow White ring on her middle finger, and she went to go meet Snow White for the first time, and then uh, she uh, she walks up to Snow White and shows her her finger with the ring on it and says, <laughs> I have your ring. And I guess Snow White, you know, basically flipping off Snow White. And I guess Snow White started laughing, turned around to the photographer behind her and asked her, please say you got that. <laughs> but, but,
0: oh, that's so great.
1: But, you know, it's there's got to be some things that customers actually, accidentally do that uh, might make you slip just a touch. But I'm not issuing a challenge to anybody, any of my listeners out there. You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, please
1: don't do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I mean, I've already threatened uh, my both my niece and I have agreed that she and I are going to go build lightsabers when we go uh, go to oh, the you Walt Disney have World. Yeah, you, have you built? You one? Have
0: to. You, oh my god, yes! You have to experience it. When I'm telling you, Star Wars fans, you're going to cry. You will literally cry. It is so it's so amazing. Even building the droid, that's a lot of fun. But building a lightsaber, it's so personal. Like picking out the pieces and picking out your Kyber crystal, like everything is just so personal. It's it's amazing. You're gonna <laughs> love it. It's expensive, but you'll love
1: it. <laughs> uh, I've already made a deal with my niece that we're gonna have an epic lightsaber battle. Uh, if not at the park, at the hotel uh, at the end of the night.
0: <laughs> you should just don't use your lightsabers because they're they're very expensive. <laughs> uh, yeah, how fragile. Well, you I've don't been... want
1: to. Wondering how fragile they are. And they're
0: about 250 piece, and they're pretty fragile. I think they are um, lifetime guaranteed through Disney, though. Ooh. Um, so if, in the event that you do break it or whatnot. Um, but the handles are very heavy. I mean, the materials that you use to build it, it's not like um, plastic. Mm. I mean, I think they're up to 10 to 15 pounds just the hilt of them. So depending on how you build it. But they're amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I had to geek out on that stuff we'll Probably, probably might have another geek session in uh, just a few minutes, but so <laughs> when you applied to work at Disney, uh, what is that process like? I mean, uh, I've heard that cast members have to go to like Disney school and they have to be, you know, it's uh, I've actually experienced it where every single cast member who I've ever talked to in a Disney park is the nicest person on the face of the planet. No, and nobody was having a bad day. It seemed like, and i it's like, how can you stay this happy? It's 105 degrees out and the humidity, is 85%. <laughs> <laughs> but what kind of training uh, goes into that?
0: So Disney has the ability to be very selective of who they want to hire. Disney has this, people want to work for Walt Disney World. They love the culture, they love the company, they love the history to it, you know? So Disney can be selective when hiring people. So they're looking for people who are, outgoing and friendly and typically very bubbly personalities. Um, But we do go through a class that's called traditions and that's where you learn about the history of Disney. um, Some little insider tips, um, some behind the scenes things and um, it teaches you the way that Walt Disney lived his actual life, his day to day coming and goings and how he viewed life in the most optimistic way possible. So, and then, they put it in a perspective where, you know, some people save their whole life to be able to experience Walt Disney, you know, they, their whole life savings to be able to go just for one day. They don't want to go for that one day and then deal with the disgruntled cast member who's upset because he had a flat tire yeah. and now they're going to ruin everything. So, uh, Walt Disney himself taught you to really just leave it at the door. Like, honestly, just shrug it off of you. This is, maybe the one time that they're ever going to see you that they're ever going to experiences, um, whether it's an attraction or a ride or even restaurant or a bar, um, make it be something that they're going to talk about for the rest of their life. So, uh, usually cast members are above and beyond there. And if you're from the South, they say they're like the Publix workers because Publix is so great. And <laughs> the people that work there are usually always so happy. Um, and that's typically, that's typically what it's like. Now, I can't say that's for every cast member, but um, for some of us that's been there for a very long time, that's a culture that was that we were taught and raised on. And my mom, she retired from Disney. She, she worked at Disney her whole life. So what she was taught was raised as, you know, ethics for us as we were just growing up generally. So we were Disney through and through.
1: Yeah, it sounds like it. Did you think about working for Disney when you were younger or – Did it just happen?
0: No, not really. Um, it kind of just happened. It was, um, one of those things that I honestly didn't start working at Disney as a bartender. I started working in their, um, their reservations because I worked for a big corporate hotel chain and I wanted to do something that had more benefits for my kids, such as going to the parks for free. Mm -hmm. I said, let me just, let me just see what's going on at Disney. So I started working their reservations. And then I really didn't love being tied to a desk. I was like, this isn't really what I want to do. I want to do something different. And they're like, well, what are, what do you want to do? What is it something that, you know, you enjoy? I was like, well, really, I enjoy the service industry world, but here I am. And they're like, well, why don't you apply for that? And I said, apply for what? They're like, I don't know, be a server, a bartender. I said, why you can do that? I said, absolutely. uh, Let's do that. And so after six months for, working at the reservations, I transferred to bartend at the Polynesian and I worked at Trader Sam's, which is um, a tiki bar and it's actually a very popular tiki bar. Yeah. Um, and fell in love with it. I said, Oh yeah, this is exactly, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm <laughs> supposed to be bartending and bartending at Disney. This is a two for one home run. So it's been great. And I've been there ever since. <laughs>
1: uh, uh, Cause that's gotta be amazing. Well, sure. getting the free park passes for your kids. That, uh, that, <laughs> that makes you, probably you know <laughs> world's best mom right there but right <laughs> or at yeah. least a contender so if disney runs runs in your family and you've uh you've worked there uh and managed to get the dream job now behind the bar with disney um do you are the drinks there disney specific do they give you a menu and you, stuff that you have to memorize that are their drinks
0: Yeah. So one of the Disney rules is that if you were to walk into one restaurant and you ask for a drink that you had at a completely different restaurant, a completely different park, the bartender should know how to make it. Um, So it's what's called a global menu. So there's close to 100 drinks on that menu that every bartender is supposed to know across the property. That way, in the event that you go from the Grand Floridian and then you walk over to Art of Animation and you order that drink, they know how to make it. Um, so that's for the restaurants. They have a global menu for the bars, like pool bars as well. And then every bar has their own specialty drinks, just like any normal restaurant would. But the idea is to be able to know really any of the global drinks and then to be able to kind of figure out what's in the specialty drink. Mm. But that's all by memory. It's not like, um, something that, um, all the drinks at Disney are made in the flavor lab. So these they are Disney protected recipes. So as a bartender working for Disney, I can't then go work for like a bar local to me. And they're like, Hey Lonnie, what's an Apago Pago painkiller at the Polynesian pool bar. And I can't tell them because you know, we're, we're actually, we're not allowed to like, we oh. can't give Disney secrets or anything like that. Um, they're very, very strict on it. So Disney hired chefs from all over the world to come up with the drinks and the dishes that they have at Disney so that it stays a Disney secret. Now, don't get me wrong. You can probably Google it and find it, but it's uh, Uh, one of those things that uh, we're trained not to, you know, do. But we do get trained on every single drink. Every single bar that you go to work at, you do have to have a training on it. But, yeah, I don't know. They're they're all Disney signature drinks, for sure.
1: Yeah, my sister talked about a number of them that she, oh, it's so good. Uh, But they're tough (laughs) to – that stuff is tough to Google. Everybody – tries to make it on uh, on their own and see it tastes like it has malibu in it. it tastes like it has you know whatever and i mean my sister's been looking for the perfect sorry about talking about another park but she's looking been looking for the perfect butterbeer recipe forever but
0: oh gosh i have i have a couple of good ones um so i'll, I'll make sure i get those to you um absolute harry potter fan all my tattoos are all harry potter i work at the wrong park for sure through and through but uh I do love me some butterbeer. I love the adult one. I love the mocktail one, the hot one, the cold one, the frozen one. I love them all.
1: Since you're wearing, <laughs> so. since you're wearing tattoos of a uh, of a different studio, do they make you cover those up?
0: So really, really weird. Um, Bartering at Disney for five, over five years now, we've always had to cover our tattoos. Oh, it'd right. It'd be in a pool bar. It'd be a hundred degrees outside, heat index of one seventeen, and we still have to have long sleeves on now after the pandemic disney's like ah oh, you know what we we're changing our ways you want colored hair sure you want to show your tattoos that's fine you want piercings okay so a lot of us that's been with the company for a while we're like are you sure <laughs> is this actually allowed is this like is this a trick are you are you just telling us these things because disney has not changed their disney look since 1971 so what i'm telling you like it was very very plain jane like makeup I couldn't have eyelash extensions or anything before Disney was very strict but now they're like whatever as long as it's not vulgar or inappropriate then sure whatever show your tattoos they they would have no idea that this is Harry Potter tattoos they just think I'm just a weirdo that like snakes and skulls and stuff I'm sure they're <laughs> like okay that's fine
1: yeah because uh, that being a Universal property I, I would have. well maybe they're trying to poke fun at Universal because they don't have uh the rights to use the Avengers at uh, Orlando yet but
0: I know it's so weird it's, it's very <laughs> weird the way that they're like oh can I see the Marvel characters yes but not at this park you have to actually go to Universal and, and they're all there uh, yeah. they're not associated with us yet
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I keep thinking Florida needs their own Avengers campus they got one in California but
0: <laughs> thankfully well, we will have the Guardians of the Galaxies. that ride is now open so we do have like Star Lord and Gamora um and then I believe we have Drax and there's oh we have Groot, obviously. Mm. Um but yeah, but those are the only ones only because we have the attraction now. That that just opened. That ride is almost four hours long every single day right now.
1: Insane. Uh now that being a cast member, do you get the opportunity to uh try that ride out before the uh yeah. customers do? Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to know that. It's
0: amazing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I know everything that opens, um, anything that's new, we're kind of like their little guinea pigs. Uh, So we all get to experience it first. If a new restaurant opens, we get to eat there first. a new resort opens, we get to stay first. Um, So it's really nice that they give us that opportunity to do that because not not everybody does. Not all companies do. They're like, no, we're going to save this for, you know, we want this to be pristine when the people come in. But I think it's really so they can uh, get all the kinks out. (laughs) So... But hey, it was awesome. Uh, definitely one of the best rides I've been on in ten years. It's amazing.
1: Now, how did you do on Rise your first? Rise of the Resistance. Oh yeah, how did you do on your first time in Smuggler's Run?
0: I uh, bawled my eyes out. I, <laughs> I did great. Our team did great. I was crying, but uh, <laughs> we did great. Um, now, Rise of the Resistance. That one is still usually like a three-hour-long wait, but I promise you, it's worth every single it's worth every single second every yeah. single second get there stand in line and just just wait for it I, I encourage you to do that one over smugglers run rise of resistance is it's unlike any ride i've ever been on it's yeah. amazing you'll love it
1: yeah um my niece she uh she couldn't stop talking about it last time i, I was because i was expecting her she's a little bit shy around me uh she I means she's 13 but she doesn't talk to me um all that much but. right uh, but when I started talking to her about that, her eyes got wide, and she's like, "It was like, whoa!" And and you know,
0: literally, literally it's like whoa! And then like you look away, and you are like, "Oh my god, wait, what did I dismiss?" And he is like, "Amazing, it's amazing,
1: <laughs> <And> <laughs> you'll love it." My brother in law says I, I'm going to have to go through that at least five or six more times <laughs> mm-hmm. in order to give you it's
0: literally because you'll you'll miss you'll be so focused on one thing, and then it's. It's unlike anything I've ever done. Even the queue, waiting in line, is just mind-blowing. For Star Wars fans, it's mind-blowing. Well, the, the attention to detail there is it's awesome. Do they
1: keep you fairly entertained through that queue because...
0: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, 100%. yeah there's uh, real movie relics there, um, actually, from the actual movies. Um, and then the replicas that are there are life-size. So when you're looking at, you know the different ships and everything they're full size they're not little you know they're like oh look how cute little they're the full size ones um the droids are full size it's it's amazing (laughs) it really is
1: it really is amazing it's fun to see your uh your face beaming when you start talking about that
0: (laughs) Uh, yeah Uh, i'm a i'm a big i'm a big supernova fan it's great i love it
1: Handcrafted in a small pueblo in Jalisco, Mexico, Tezcazul Tequila comes from what most consider to be the original birthplace of the beloved Mexican spirit. With rich red volcanic soils and intense sunshine, the agave sourced from this region is premium, flavorful, and organic. Tezcazul Tequila offers a taste of the clean and fresh nature of this natural high-quality blanco, as well as being the base for each of their age statements, this Blanco is perfect foundation for any of your own signature cocktails. To get your own bottle of Tescazul tequila, I suggest you go to cwspirits.com slash heybartenderpodcast. And remember to use coupon code heybartender5 at checkout for 5% off your entire order. That's Tescazul tequila, available at cwspirits.com, coupon code heybartender5. So, anyway, let's talk about uh, a couple minutes about uh, CW Spirits. Now, uh, okay. luckily, I was able to get involved with CW Spirits through Molly Shakes It Up. She was a guest on my podcast mm-hmm. a while ago, and I've had a couple other people who are also uh, affiliates like I am now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. N- now, you said that you are... what? What's your job title again? So,
0: I am with the social media management team. So... What happened is I was bartending at Disney. COVID happened. Disney shut down. Um, I was still making drinks. My then 14-year-old said, Mom, you should make these drinks on TikTok. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. That sounds dumb. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't even know anything about TikTok. I know people dance on it. He's like, no, you don't have to dance. Just make your drinks." And I said, um, okay, sure, whatever. So I started doing it. It went from like two followers to 20, then 200, 2,000. Then it was like 10,000 all of a sudden. And I was like. Oh, my God. And people's like, I need more drinks. How do I make this? I'm stuck at home. I have supplies, but I don't know what to do. All my bars are closed. So I started making these drinks about six months in. One of the other affiliates, one of the, the, the OG affiliates, I think it was Mann from Jones and Mann, said, hey, Lonnie, he goes, I think this would be a good fit for you. We're coming out with this mystery tequila. We just want to see if we can get people to buy it. So at the time, there was 10 of us on the team, only 10 of us. Now we're close to 350. There was 10 of us. And uh, they're like, the 10 of you guys, do you think you can sell like 40, 50 bottles of this tequila? And I'm like, I mean, if it's good, I'll try to sell it, whatever. I'll make drinks with it. And in our first weekend, we sold 400 of them. And it was like, whoa, wait a second. Is this like a thing? Can we do this? this? Can we grow this team and make this a thing? And so CW Spirit said, hey, we'd like to hire you. Get more people on the team. Uh, We'll give you guys more spirits. We'll send bottles to you. You guys try to sell them and we'll see what we can do. So when went from country wine and spirits, bringing me on to run their social media team to now, um, as well as, you know, doing our team meetings and getting more people on the team, it's more about bringing in new brands that people have never heard of before. Now, now, majorly sweeping across uh, TikTok is uh, cocktail caviar, mm-hmm. uh, drink bake sale, um, so- uh, soda jerk. Soda jerk, are, yeah. Yeah, soda jerk. Absolutely love these products, and these are products that people don't have, you know, in their local states, and they're like, wait, what is that? How do we get that? And so Country Wine Spirits said, let's give it to all the affiliates. Back then when there was maybe 40 or 50 of us, now it's growing and growing and growing. And so we take brands that people aren't familiar with and try to make it go viral, and that's what our team is known for. And the ability to ship to 47 states just really helps that effort for sure.
1: Yeah, I just saw that uh, TikTok that you posted that it's not available in four states.
0: Hawaii and Alaska, just because the shipping is outrageous. I mean, hundreds of dollars to ship two bottles, so unfortunately we can't ship there. Utah, Utah is very strict. It is a lottery state. So anyone that's from Utah already knows they're like, ah, oh, damn, sorry, darn it, it's our state. Can't get anything in there. Um, it's lottery bound. So even for new bottles coming in now, you have to get a, you have to get a ticket to be able to get it. And then Mass, um, we we can't do it there because they have very 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 strict laws um, by each zip code. So unfortunately, those four states we cannot ship to as of now.
1: Now I didn't before I uh, started getting involved with CW Spirits uh, or Country Wine and Spirits. I'm, I'm, I should say the whole thing, yeah, Country Wine Spirits. <laughs> before I got involved <laughs> with Country Wine and Spirits, I didn't think that that was possible to be able to ship alcohol across state lines, and well, it, with the exception of those four states because of tax stamps and stuff like that. Uh, but it's right. actually very handy, Uh you can get mm-hmm. pretty much whatever you want and have it shipped to you.
0: Right. And it helps for brands that, you know, say are only local to Florida. So there's a lot of brands, a lot of, a lot of companies send me bottles. They're like, "Hey, Lonnie, tell me how you like this." Da-da-da. I'll make a video, and people's like, "Hey, how can I get that?" And I'm like, "Unfortunately, this is a Florida-only brand. So that unless you live here in Florida, there's no way we can get it to you. They don't have a distributor. The good thing with country wine and spirits is in the event that if they decided to buy from this person, this Florida brand." Now we can ship it to all the other forty-six states, other than just Florida. Um, so that's kind of what we really focus on: um, is being able to build those brands that can only sell to three or four states, get them with country wine and spirits. Now we have the ability to get them to all, you know, all forty-seven states. So and
1: that's it's, really what we do. It's really a groovy program, the, uh, the the affiliate program, and it's actually opened up a lot of stuff for me to be able to do on my podcast because I, you know, I can actually advertise do advertisements and yes, make a couple bucks on the side, but, uh, right. Uh, but it's actually been really cool. Cause there are stuff that I probably never would have heard of like out. Uh, I live in West Texas and okay. I, uh, I doubt you would ever see cocktail caviar in any of the liquor <laughs> stores out here. And, uh, you know, uh, to get the name brand out, that's pretty cool.
0: Right. N- that's a, that's one of our, our our newer campaigns that we started doing and it is a fun one so it's for all the people that thought that I'll never try boba I want nothing to do with it and that was me I was like whoa that's a texture thing nope not doing <laughs> it I think that's a little weird and they're like just try it and I said okay I will give you my honest opinion so they, they sent me a jar first before anything to do with country one and spirits sent me a jar and I tried the strawberry first and it literally tastes like adult gushers and I I was floored. I said, whoa, wait a second. So you're telling me it's like adult candy with alcohol. I can add them to my drinks or just eat them, and it's 12.5% alcohol by volume. That's nuts to me. Everyone needs to know about this. And I think the first video I posted, I think it had close to 6 million views in maybe two days. We sold out of it on CW Spirits our first week, um, and we had close to, I think, 200 cases of it. Um, and that's kind of what we try to do. We try to take a brand that was struggling or not available everywhere. We want it to go viral. We want it to go big. Um, I mean, of course, country, wine and spirits, to see it as a money thing on my side. I see it as look at this brand that's been struggling and just really wanting their brand to go places. And with just the word of mouth of the brand ambassadors, the affiliates, they're, they're doing it. They're making that, they're making that possible. So. For me, that's that's what I like. And, of course, like you said, the extra money is uh, very helpful as well.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, some of the uh, stuff that they have on CW Spirits actually impresses me. I mean, the packaging alone. The bake sale cookies, I thought that was clever as all get out.
0: Oh, they're so cool. They're so <laughs> cool. That, that marketing behind them, um, when I spoke with William, he's the owner of Bake Sale. And he originally, when I was talking to him, he's like, hey, I want to send you a bottle, and I said, Okay, sure, no problem. I'm always open to trying new things. But I looked at his website, and like on like the tenth page, they had the box of cookies. I said, Whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no! Don't send me the bottle. I want that. I want that box of cookies. <laughs> He's like, No, it doesn't really sell that well. I said, No, give me that. That is genius. That is marketing genius right there. And I'm telling you, if you give that to us and let our affiliates show that to people, they're gonna want it. It's so smart. It's so clever. Yeah. I said uh, this is great. This is, this is what we're going to push. We're not going to push the seven fifties. We're going to push your box of cookies. And now we've sold out of them twice. So, uh, it's so unique and it's good too. Um, there's now, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of stuff that I get sent to me and I will not post it. I'll respectfully tell the brand, I'm sorry, this isn't something that I enjoy. So I don't want to tell my followers or my friends or my family, Hey, go buy this just so that I can earn some extra money off of it. Um, I'd rather keep that integrity in line and say, I'm sorry, I just didn't love it. I didn't enjoy it, so I just won't post about it. And we tell our affiliates the same thing. If you don't love it, don't feel pressure to post it. You don't have to. There's nothing at all like that.
1: Well, that's something everybody should really uh, learn to maintain is their own integrity. I mean, some uh, all servers and bartenders were expected to sell, 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 sell. But if we don't like something, we can't sell it worth anything Uh, they said what do you think of this Uh, and we're pressured not to say it but we want to say I think it tastes like ass you know
0: (laughs) exactly exactly I'm like you know I I try to say it nicely I'm like you know what it's not my favorite but what I would recommend is this one but hey if this is it whatever floats your boat so a lot of people aren't gen drinkers you know so for someone to be like you're gonna love this. You'll absolutely love it. If you don't like gin, you're not gonna like it. You're you're, you're not gonna love it. So please don't please don't drink it. You won't you won't enjoy.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, the uh, it's the packaging that always get catches my attention. There are a lot of people that out there that don't drink or drink very little, but they want to collect the bottles because exactly oh, like that the uh, Dan Aykroyd's vodka with the crystal skull I love him
0: uh, with crystal skull. Dan Aykroyd, yeah. he was it's brilliant the way he did yeah. it because. I would buy it just because I want the skull, and then they have so many of them. I want all of the skulls. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: well, I've known quite a few people that just they bought the they bought the vodka, but they don't intend on opening. They they just they want to keep it pristine, like they, they just bought it. a uh, you know Star Wars toy, and want to keep it in packaging, and mm-hmm. so it'll be more worth money someday or something like that. But
0: and that's the whole gimmick there with the Class azul. Uh, now, Plaza Azul is a beautiful bottle. It's a beautiful, hand-blown ceramic bottle, and it has the bell that chimes on top. Is it worth $250? Absolutely not. If you take that tequila and you pour it into a bottle, of, a $40 bottle of tequila, and you're like, here, try this. Do you love it? It's just a normal, plain, ugly bottle. No, I don't like it. This is, this is not a great tequila. Okay, let me put it back in this really cool bottle. That's delicious. I love it. <laughs> um, and it's a marketing scheme. You know, it's, it's a marketing scheme and we all fall for it. Don't get me wrong. If I see two things on the shelf and one's more colorful and prettier, even though it's probably $10 more, I want that one. I want it to look pretty. Sorry, I've an alarm going off. I want it to look pretty. And that's just that uh, shelf appeal. So a great example of that is tequila cabal. Um, they have beautiful, uh, horse glass bottles and they're gorgeous. They're beautiful. And they're $10 more. Than their traditional bottle that is just a regular traditional bottle of tequila, but I'll pay ten dollars more because I want that horse. Do I need <laughs> that on my shelf? No, but I want it. So, and that's just what we do. So, companies that come out with great marketing and really put effort into their packaging—they're the ones that's going to be successful. Of course, um, that's with bake sale. I said no, give me the cookies because I'm telling you, that's what people want. They want something different. They want something unique. Um, so they want that, that little gimmicky that gimmicky thing to be like, look what I got, you know, <laughs> look at me.
1: Yeah, hand them out to their friends and uh, easy to carry in your pocket. Not that I'm encouraging that, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yes, of course. Same thing with Flask Cap, if you've seen those go around. They're just so cool. The marketing behind it is genius. Um do we encourage people to to drink on the go? No, but it's awesome to have that ability to do so if if that's for you. So, you know, it's just one of those things.
1: You haven't seen anybody wandering around Disney park with one of those. Have you?
0: Not yet. I would know. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, listen, I see you. (laughs) No, I I see you. Oh, you're just, they're just putting um, drinks in like their kids, toddler cups. still." Ah, okay. I just don't get it.
1: Well, you know, I, I even made a mention on one of flask caps, uh, tiktoks that uh somebody was doing the whole taking the capri sun cutting a hole in it and then pouring alcohol in it and then oh, yeah. Flask cap was just with their thing and, and i'm like easy convenient <laughs> like, i like it
0: <laughs> i like it it makes sense it works um works for me so i love it i love mine
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay so um Anyway, before uh, we're getting close to the last call here, a uh, really personal question that I want to ask about Disney parks. Is Tiki, Tiki Punch still available?
0: So, yes and no. If you ask the right bartenders, yes, it is. Um, that is a old school. Uh, Very old drink, school. But yeah. yes, it, yes, if you ask the right people, yes, they'll know. Um, and you'll know who, who's been at Disney long enough to be able to make that for you, 100%. <laughs> yeah. um, just got to ask the right people.
1: Yeah. That was one of the Disney memories from back uh, when I, my first trip to Disney, I think I was summer, summer of my seventh grade. Uh, the, the fam, <laughs> first time the family was ever able to afford a big vacation like that. And right. uh, we were going, we'd uh, sit down and eat. And instead of having a Coke uh, debt, you know, I'd be like, I want to try this Tiki punch. And like, wow, this is good. And my dad was like, yeah, this is really good. <laughs> and uh it disappeared, so <laughs> I was just curious. Yep,
0: it's um Well Disney as they come and go, they keep some drinks and then they let them go. Um it's always constantly revolving. But uh if you ask the right people, they'll definitely make it with make it for you. Um it's the uh, it's the pog juice that you gotta look out for. So that's that pineapple, orange, and guava. If you see that pog juice on any drink, you gotta get it. I promise you. Hands down, it's one of the best mixers that we have at Walt Disney World. You see pog or gorilla grog anywhere? Get that drink, because I promise you it's going to be amazing.
1: <laughs> so any advice for people that may be looking to maybe become a cast member uh, at Disney?
0: Um, so, it, you know, honestly, they're always hiring. Uh, we're hiring bartenders right now. Um, it's, it's so bizarre. A lot of people don't realize how many bartenders we have. Um, we have several thousand bartenders across property. Um, every hotel, every restaurant, every Pool bar, you know, everywhere you go, Disney's selling drinks. It's just not as widely advertised, but, uh, we're always looking for people. Um, if you go to dot com, that's they where they usually put everything. Uh, the interviews are super, super easy for any bartender that's ever, ever done an interview. Uh, you would laugh to be honest with you. It's like, what's in a long Island ice tea or what are three things that you need to be a bartender? What are three tools that you need to, to bartend with on a daily basis? Um, but other than that, just, just be yourself. Um, the bartenders we get a lot more slack than other people. Uh, cause they know we're a little bit sassy, you know, a little bit brassy. So, uh, they know that. Um, but it's, it's a great place to work at. It really is. I mean, I'm close to six and a half years now and I love it. So yeah, it's a good place for sure.
1: Um, do you have, uh, I'll, I'll i can either add this to the show or I can cut this out if you want. Uh, to, for more recruits for Country Wine and Spirits, for more affiliates, do you want to give information on how to uh, look into that?
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um, what I can do is on a, a couple of my videos, I did share a link, the easiest way to apply to be an affiliate. Um, but to be a brand ambassador, honestly, we're just making sure that you're 21. That's a must. <laughs> know that you have to be within inside the United States, preferably not in those four states that we spoke about earlier just because it's hard for us to get you products. Um, and all we ask, honestly, all we ask is if we send you a product, try to make at least a couple videos a month. We're not asking for you guys to become salespeople. We, this isn't a multi marketing level situation. This isn't anything like that. We send you products. If you love it, post about it. That's like I said, when it comes down to being able to build the brand awareness, that's what we're looking for. So the more engaging and the more interesting your videos are, the more likely we're going to consistently be like, Hey, here's more stuff. Here's more stuff to where if you talk to some of our people on the team, they have so many bottles. It's just, we've literally supplied them with complete home bars because I've seen we your collection, so much product. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, 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 uh, <laughs> it's insane. When I started the pandemic, I had five bottles. I had enough to make, you know, a classic long Island iced tea. And now all of a sudden I'm close to 500 bottles and I'm like, Oh my God, what am I going to do with all this stuff? Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very easy. It's a great program to be a part of. You can even just go to spares dot com and click on the affiliate link, and there's a place for you to fill out. Um, but it's a it's a really good opportunity, especially for passive income and to get free alcohol. So sure, it's like a win win situation. I, <laughs> for I sure. mean,
1: uh, for me, it was Molly talked about it passively in uh, her podcast interview. And I was like, "Do they need more people?" <laughs> <And> yes,
0: <laughs> love Molly. Love Molly. She's she's absolutely uh, one of our favorites. She's super sweet and and her videos are so funny. And here lately, she's stuck on the bumblebee video. And I watch every single one that she makes because they're hilarious. Um, but she's great. And we honestly, the whole Bar talk team. Um,
1: the com- if, the if community they know is everybody,
0: awesome. It's the community. It's great. It really is. They're so nice. They're so welcoming. They don't, they don't attack you. They don't come at you. They're not like, oh, you should do it like this instead. They're like, oh, that's a really cool way to do it. Let me show you how I do it as well. Um, and we're all just open that way. Um, it's, it's a really, it's a nice little community to be, to be a part of for sure.
1: And it's, uh, I have to thank you guys for starting that community because it's allowed me to hunt down more people to have his guests on my show. I mean.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And yeah. That's been a lot of, lot of them. <laughs> Yeah. And it's been a lot of fun. We have a
0: lot of bartenders.
1: Yeah. So if For anybody sure. wants to uh, check out your TikTok videos, wants to get a hold of you, uh, how do they do that?
0: So very easily, um, I'm the only basic bartender on TikTok. Um, and then on Instagram, I'm a basic bartender. Um, I'm, my messages are always open. I'm happy to, to respond to any questions you have. I get a lot of questions about Disney, so I'm happy to answer those. <laughs> And then on Facebook, it's just Basic Bartender as well. So my inbox is always open, so feel free to reach out to me.
1: Well, thank you so much, Lonnie, for being on the show. It was great having you on. Uh, Thank you for letting me geek out and get some information about Disney and uh, (laughs) Galaxy's Edge and all that sort of thing. Um, uh, If ever you want to come back on the show, you're more than welcome. Uh, Thank you so much.
0: Thank you. For sure. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.
1: And now, people, it is last call, last call for alcohol. Come on up to the bar, get your last drink before the park closes. Huge thanks to Lonnie Seppi for being on the show and giving me some insights and allowing me to geek out, really. I mean, I geeked out pretty hard on this episode on what goes on at Walt Disney World and all the stuff that I really was curious about. Uh, thank you so much for giving us more information. If you're interested in being part of CW spirits, do what she said, go to cwspirits.com and click on their affiliate uh, icon and, you know, find out what's in it for you. I'm a member right now and it's going great. And I actually love dealing with these people. Big thanks to oh, always, always to Laura Hope and the Arctones for their theme song to Hey Bartender podcast called Dr. Bartender. Remember, you can check them out on any of the streaming services, whether it be Spotify, Apple music, wherever you pick up your download, your music, whatever. And uh, because they got some great stuff out there. You should go listen to them. And remember, share, like, and subscribe to Hey Bartender podcast. We could always use your support here. We, it's only me, uh, Go to www.heybartenderpodcast.com, pick up a t-shirt, listen to the latest episode there. Uh, Also, don't forget to visit cwspirits.com slash heybartenderpodcast, and go check out the liquor collection that they got there. You'll find some really cool stuff, whether it's an old favorite or something you just want to try, just to see what it's like. Go to cwspirits.com slash heybartenderpodcast, and don't forget to use coupon code Hey Bartender5 at checkout and get 5% off your entire order, plus orders over $125. Get free shipping. Thank you for listening to Hey Bartender Podcast. New episodes every Saturday around 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And as always, people, I wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness. And remember, don't take any shit from anyone. Good night. I don't think I need another- what do you mean it's last Go? I just got hit!